Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Heat Wave. 32 teams in 32 days, and we are breaking down every single fantasy relevant player on each team for the upcoming season. Today, we will be focusing on the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm your host, the fantasy plug, Tim Petropolis, editor in chief of BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Broto app. I am joined by my brother, Michael, the king of this fantasy thing and the lead fantasy analyst for Broto, and Santiago Casanova, the genius of fantasy, Broto lead data analyst and developer of the Fantasy Football by Broto app. Speaking of the Fantasy Football by Broto app, you can download it for free today if you're not already watching this on the app um, to become your own expert and dominate fantasy football. Every stat that you hear today and that you need to dominate fantasy football is available on this app, including fantasy player cards, fantasy player grades, usage charts, start sit tools, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, and every single stat you need, including advanced statistics and exclusive statistics that are proven winning formulas. True throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and true matchup rankings. This app is right now for free, but it won't always be. And the reason why it's free is because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash Fantasy. A big thank you to our patrons. Uh, you are the reason why the Broto machine keeps on pumping. Join now to support the show, the app, and join the best community in the world. For as little as $3 a month, you get an extra waiver wire show every single week, access to Broto Leagues, proven DFS cash game optimizers, access to cheat sheets, private team consultations, fantasy leagues that are the most unique, uh, opening pretty soon, and access to the greatest community in the world, not just the fantasy world, but the entire world, uh, the Broto community on Discord. If you enjoy the show and if you enjoy the app, please consider joining. Your contributions go a very, very long way to keep the show running and to keep the app running. Uh, with that being said, we are jumping into the Vikings today because the reason we are here is to help you out with fantasy. So let's get into it. Uh, you know, we have all of our minds, all of our minds, our fantasy, or, or we have a lot of fantasy. Don't get fooled by the hair because Cass is about, about six times more hair than the, than the, the, the other two of us. And to see that beautiful, those beautiful locks, uh, join us on uh, youtube.com slash Broto fantasy to be completely uh, transparent. We don't really pay much attention to the YouTube. Uh, our, our audience, they, they like our podcast. They, they follow us on audio and they like our articles and they follow us on the app and they follow us on the website and we love our audience and thank you. But we're trying to, you know, add this to the, to the thing as well. So if you keep, if you, watch it and you like it and you subscribe, then we're going to keep doing it. So uh, we'll listen to your feedback in that way. So uh, go check it out. Uh, YouTube.com slash Broto Fantasy. The offensive outlook today. Oh, you see how that changed right there? That's how you know Cass is back in charge uh, of the direction. Right on time. Yep. That's how you know Cass is on the direction seat. Uh, offensive outlook. The head coach is Kevin O'Connell. He's the He was the OC for the Rams for the last two seasons. Before that, he was the OC in Washington. Only 37 years old. The trend continues. You're going you're gonna to hear me, especially in the NFC North, talk about a lot of coaches that are brand new and they're in their 30s. This is how the NFL is going these days. Um, I wish I would have known that when I was a young kid. I would have tried to be an NFL head coach. Uh, he And he was brought in to modernize the offense. On his side, offensive coordinator Wes Phillips. If you remember the name Phillips, that's because he is a son of Wade Phillips, a longtime defensive coordinator and head coach, and who is the grandson of Bum Phillips, 
our legendary coach as well. So he comes from a very long legacy of coaches. Um, he comes over after spending two seasons as the pass game coordinator with the Rams, and he's coached tight ends for eight years as either part of the same staff with, with Sean McVay or under Sean McVay. So obviously uh, connected to the McVay tree there. Uh, no way around that. The additions, they added wide receiver Albert Wilson, and that's it. Uh, they're rookies. They drafted a guard, Ed Ingram, in the third round. And subtractions, Tyler Conklin, running back Wayne Gallman, and wide receiver D.D. Westbrook. So basically they're running it back, um, especially on offense, and they're running it back with the same guy, Kirk Cousins finished fourth in true throw value last year. The true throw value Prince, another incredibly efficient season. He finished as QB 12. Most importantly, he carried fantasy studs. Uh, he carried two viable wide receivers and he carried obviously a viable running back. And that's what you want to see. And, and, and every once in a while, a viable tight end. What effect will this new offense though have on Kirk Cousins? Do you think that Kirk Cousins is more of the guy who is, I'm the game manager. Let me throw the ball. 30 times and I'll wow you. Let me throw the ball 45 times. And maybe that's putting too much in my hands. That, that could be the guy who Kirk cousins is, but he's going to get that opportunity this year. So how do you think this, who, by the way, Kirk cousins has played in the McVay Shanahan system before in Washington. How do you think this plays out? Mike? Yeah, look, Kirk cousins, he's always super solid for fantasy and he's always perennially underrated. And, you know, I got to say, I'm a little bit, disappointed in cast for not switching the big box. You know, we're, we're hyping him up as the better transitioner between the two of you. There he goes. Um, YouTube folks, check it out on YouTube. Yeah. yeah like you said, Tim, he was fourth in true target value last season, 12th in points per game, um, 11th in points per game the year prior, second in true target, true throw value in 2020. And in 2019, it was 17th in points per game and seventh in true throw value. Whenever we see guys like this, same thing with Russell Wilson. When they're this efficient, it is because, uh, excuse me, when they are this, when there's this big of a gap between um, the efficiency and the overall output, it is because the coaching staff is just being a bunch of lames and not opening up the playbook enough. It was the same thing with Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins and the Mike Zimmer offense last season. Everyone was shouting from the rooftops all season, like they have Adam Thielen, they have Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, open up the offense. And Mike Zimmer just wouldn't really do it. And they kept just losing close games and they kept giving up leads because they'd become a more controlled offense and try to close up the playbook once they had the lead. And that was just not the way to win games. And now, like you said, Tim, Mike Zimmer has gone. Kevin O'Connell is coming over. Um, Kirk Cousins had success with Kevin O'Connell during his days in Washington. We know Kirk Cousins is a very good NFL quarterback already. He's going off the board at QB 15, which is just like, this is what I mean when I say he's just perennially underrated. At QB Great value. 15, like yeah. even the question of, do you think he can perform at that? At QB 15, that's big then. Like that's his, that's his floor over the last, since he's been a starting quarterback, he's never finished under QB 13 ever. So his floor is already QB 13. So if you're getting it at QB 15, you're already getting him two spots under his floor. Yeah, basically. Um, I mean, that's overall finish. He was outside top thirteen in overall in points per game. Um, I'm talking about before, but he, he's been he's yeah. been crazy healthy. Like that's another uh, thing. Knock on yeah. wood. He's been available every game. Yeah, which just like, and he has Justin Jefferson. He has Adam Thielen. Like you said, Alvin Cook. They did basically nothing to their offense this offseason, which really isn't a bad thing when they have the offense that they have. Um, and in best ball, I've been drafting a lot of Kirk Cousins, pairing him up with Justin Jefferson whenever I have the like. I've drafted Justin Jefferson in best ball anywhere from like one to six. Like I'm okay. Even taking him first overall at this point, he's that good in my opinion. 
Um, and in redraft, like if you're going to wait on QBs and you want to go with Kirk Cousins later, um, that's that's cool too. Like there's not really any issue with Kirk Cousins as ADP at all. He's one of the easiest picks um, for value in like the entire NFL. So let's talk about his weapons then, because, you know, Justin Jefferson, Michael said, has a case to be made for the number one player off the board. And Kevin O'Connell coming in, this offense coming in, you would imagine that Justin Jefferson will have more of an opportunity to create next year, to get into open space and make some yak. Um, he's already a separation specialist. He's already so good. Now he's just going to add that that other element to his game. Um, I don't know how much we had to go over Justin Jefferson, but I'll pair Justin Jefferson with, with the other guy I want to talk about, Adam Thielen. When is his time finally up? Because I feel like for me personally, I've been counting on his downfall for the last two years in a row now, and it just has not happened. And it's because he is just magic in the red zone. He just, in the end zone, Just it's just he floats. He does not, he he gets open somehow. It's like he he disappears and comes back. So, you know, the TDs are usually not a sticky stat, but for Adam Thielen, especially over the past couple of years, TDs has been a sticky stat. New offense coming in, though, and he he did show last year some regression in the between the 20s part of the receiving um, pie. So with that being said, how are we looking at Justin Jefferson and how are we looking at Adam Thielen, Cass? Uh, yeah, I, I do think Justin Jefferson has that case to be the number one. I don't know, number one overall pick. Maybe, yeah, like, he yes, has potential do. to be wide you know, receiver one. I remember we're, so, we're talking about Michael here, who doesn't believe running backs are even a position. So, <laughs> that, that, running that backs are a myth. That. Yeah, that of course, explains that. of course. So, I, I guess in that sense, I could see him being the, the number one overall pick. However, his story is a little bit interesting because he was 16th. In targets, oh sorry, no, this is uh, this is wrong. Uh, I'm gonna cut this because I fucked it up. I was <laughs> reading uh, uh, 2020 stats. I'll text. Uh, I'll text the time. Thanks. He was fourth in targets, uh, fourth in receptions, third in yards per game, all of that. However, his truth or value is fourth as well. So he he's very fourth. There's a theme here. <laughs> he's very fourth. Very very fourth. Points per game fourth. <laughs> Uh, where is your finish overall was uh, sixth. And and this is with a very, very good year statistically, right? So do you think Kirk Cousins has what it takes to bring him up to wide receiver one? Because this is, uh, we're playing with the Eli Manning line here, right? So people don't believe in Kirk Cousins, but they do like, this is the reverse Eli Manning, right? So they don't believe in Kirk Cousins, but they like Justin Jefferson. They like uh, Dalvin Cook. They like Irv Smith. They like the entire offense. They even like the coach. But Kirk Cousins is going as QB 13. Can he support the number one wide receiver, the, a, a running back one, a tight end one, all of that? Maybe. We do like Kirk Cousins more than the than the rest of the experts, I, I'd say. However, if he can support uh, the wide receiver one overall, no question 101, as Michael says, I'm not so sure. So just looking at Justin Jefferson, he, he had an elite 27.6 target share. Good for wide receiver Four important points per game last Fourth. season. Fourth. And he's being <laughs> again. drafted again. He's being drafted as a wide receiver two this year. Which Fourth is overall? Uh, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I Probably. So. I, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, let's go with fourth overall. <laughs> the, the, you know, these are the stats you pay us for, folks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for, but on the, on the 
on the serious end, though, those are good points you bring up about Justin Jefferson. But uh, it should be noted that if you're listening to this, those are points about Justin Jefferson. Like, like, should he be the wide receiver one overall, or should he be the wide receiver right, five right, overall? Right. You know what I mean? Four. Like, it, 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 or, or number four. <laughs> yeah, number four. Overall. Come on, so, like, you're better than that. <laughs> so, like, it's important to know that that's what we're talking about when we come about Kenny, yeah, of course, Kirk Cousins support because it's it's you know yeah. Kirk Cousins has supported uh, two high quality wide receiver ones in the past. We Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs had two seasons t- where they both finished as wide receiver ones together. And Kirk Cousins was the the reason for that. He was the quarterback in those in those years. So uh, he's done it before. Michael, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, not Michael. Cass, again, how are we feeling about Adam Thielen this year? Uh, he, he I actually posted a study on Twitter uh, this past few days about Adam Thielen. He was in a list of uh, wide receivers who are probably due for some decrease in touchdowns. You mentioned that he has just defied the odds, made touchdowns in sticky step, but I'm not so sure going mm-hmm. forward. I think he just had tremendous luck and he might be due for some regression. What I did is just uh, made a, a model that tells you how many predicted touchdowns uh, a wide receiver should get based on their usage. Uh, it's not very complex, but it's very useful. And Adam Thielen was predicted for 5.7 touchdowns, yet he scored 10. Right, so he almost doubled that number. I don't think he can keep going. That said, he's being drafted a wide receiver 28, which is a little bit crazy still. So he finished with 15.4 points per game last year. That was good for wide receiver 14. So really just wide receiver 28 is unwarranted, and I think he's a value right now. Even if we do see that decrease in touchdowns that I expect, wide receiver 28 is borderline disrespectful. Yeah, see, I I agree with you there at that ADP, man. I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, the injuries over the last. I was, was going to say over the last couple of years, he's in terms of catches thirty, seventy four, sixty seven. So definitely not putting together full seasons. And you know, in terms of games played, ten, fifteen, thirteen. The thing that's carrying him the last couple of seasons is fourteen touchdowns and then ten touchdowns. And then yeah. two years before that, nine touchdowns. So this is a guy who's always had a nose for the end zone. And, you know, it, I think that's a, a big one because he's going into his year 32. He he was never like a guy who was where he was at because he's some super athlete or something like that. He's just a crafty dude. So I don't know. I think I think we I'm, I'm worried about Adam Thielen. For me, wide receiver 28 is exactly where I think he should be. I don't know. At his cost, I think he's an easy pick, especially like we were saying, it's going to be a more up-tempo offense. And some people, yeah, you could uh, say his touchdowns are likely to go down short, like 10 in the amount of time he had is certainly high. But some players are just very good red zone weapons, and that's Adam Thielen. Like, where can we, is anyone going to predict Mike Evans to score less than 10 touchdowns? No. Like, I think it's very clear that Adam Thielen, see, look at Cass is giving me that that stats look. Like, He's yes. Like, oh, yeah. like, maybe. You know well, I, got him, I got him at 8.8. All right, my, all right, Mike. You're going to have to wait for the, the, the Bucks <laughs> the episode, Bucks. but yeah. But but that's what I'm that's what I mean though. Like they're the gonna bust? throw you got Mike Evans is a bust. Bucks. Oh, Bucks, they said man. the busts episode. I'm like, oh my god, you're gonna rip it's out it's my it's heart, it's Cass. Mike yeah, Evans like, is my guy this year. Anyway, go ahead, Mike. I think Thielen makes a ton of sense at ADP. He's gonna be a top 24. He's gonna be a wide receiver too, um, with wide receiver one weeks when he is healthy, and you don't have to pay a premium price for it. And KJ Osborne, like, even if you want to do like handcuffing wide receivers, doesn't happen often. Doesn't work often, but. KJ Osborne, when Adam Thielen was out last uh, last year, basically filled in the Adam Thielen role, not the red zone role, but the production pretty solidly and had some very nice weeks where he was a startable asset. 
So I do think Adam Thielen, like as long as he's going where he is, I'm going to be drafting him. And, and in the best ball leagues, I've been drafting KJ Osborne um, at his ADP around wide receiver 70 as well. He has big upside. If right. Thielen's going to go down right. and he could even have a few uh, big weeks here and there, even if Thielen does stay healthy the entire season. I'm glad you mentioned Osborne because he was next on the docket. He has a sleeper ADP of wide receiver 72, so very similar yeah. to best ball. And last season, he was wide receiver 55 in, in points per game, right? So he does fill that role uh, very well. And even in general, he had a 13.6 target share, which is pretty nice for a wide receiver three. You don't see many wide receiver threes put up uh, those kind of numbers. So he's definitely worth a flyer in those late rounds, especially at where he's going. Wide receiver 72 is, is crazy, yeah. crazy build. And just I, to – oh, go I'm ahead. Sorry, I, I think there's also a chance where – this is I'm not I'm not predicting that this is going to happen, but I think KJ Osborne is one of those guys where I'm trying to leave every draft with a little bit of KJ Osborne just because sure. if he doesn't have to, if he doesn't have a role after two weeks you can drop him whatever and he doesn't really cost you anything and then and then I think that he, there is a world where it's like feasible Adam Thielen completely falls off or gets injured and KJ Osborne steps up and and. It fills in a very important role on that team, wide receiver two, that's been fantasy viable since Kirk Cousins has been there. So I, right. I, I think there's a, wor a world where that's possible. And I don't say think the fall off part, but it's possible, bro. Like we've seen a decline in Adam Thielen for in sure. recent years. So if that decline just takes a, a cliff dive, so I think I'm not. I'm not saying KJ Osborne is going to be the new Thielen. He's not going to produce at the same level of a wide receiver two, borderline wide receiver two. But he's going to be useful, and especially for the prize you're getting him at, right? Yeah. Michael, I remember a young a young Michael who once said, looking back and drafting 34-year-old Julian Edelman coming off an, uh, an injury would be a mistake that everyone would remember. And yeah. here we are in that kind of situation again. People fall off cliffs. Um, with that being said, do you know what's not going to fall off the cliff? Your ability to scroll while on the Brodo app. So there's, yeah, that's right. It's a Brodo tip of the day. And if you're on YouTube, we're going to do this. I'm not going to lie, guys. It's going to be a little low tech here. All right. But you know what? You got to be with it because there's no way to show this on, on a screen share. So what we want to show you is the picture in picture feature of the Brodo. So if you see, we're on the Brodo app here and we are on the article that shows where the heat wave is. We press play and we watch the heat wave. See, the heat wave is playing. I'm going to put it on mute just so it doesn't confuse people. Like the heat wave is playing right there. You press the Button on top, you scroll up, and there you go. Ba boom! You have a picture, picture in picture, picture where you can scroll and go back on the Fantasy Football by Roto app and look at all the stats that we're talking about. That's right. Or you can go on any other app, but why would you want to go on any other app is the question. So the picture in picture feature, another great feature of the Fantasy Football by Roto app. A reminder that it is free right now anywhere you get apps. Uh, the Fantasy Football by Roto app, and if you don't haven't heard it. The first 10 times I said it, the Fantasy Football by Broda app. All right, let's go into the running backs on this team because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have Dalvin Cook, who's the man, and we have Alexander Madison, who's the man when Dalvin Cook decides that he wants to take, uh, you know, an injury. Uh, and I guess he doesn't decide, but, you know, when, when, when it's decided for him that an injury becomes him. Now, I will say this. We have a situation where Dalvin Cook – is being underrated because he got we always see this with Dalvin Cook, right? So it's the, the Dalvin Cook effect is this. He he misses a couple games, so people downgrade him. And then he has a healthy year. People upgrade him. 
Then he misses a couple games and people downgrade him. The bottom line about Dalvin Cook is, although he seems injury prone, he doesn't miss many more games than the average running back does. So I don't really care about injury when it comes to Dalvin Cook. What I care about is he's in a Rams-type McVay system now, and they're going to put him in a, in a situation to succeed. They're going to put him in open space. He's going to make people miss. He's going to break tackles. And if he stays healthy, Dalvin Cook has the ability to be the RB1 overall this year. And you're going to be able to get him in the second half of the first round with the way that things are going. Dalvin Cook is one of my favorite, like, duh, picks of the year this year. I think it's just like people are overthinking him. He's he's, he's dropping to seven, eight, nine, the end of the first round in some drafts. I, give me all of that if I'm picking at eight or nine. Like, I want every single Dalvin Cook share. Give me all of them. Um, and, yeah, I'm taking that to the bank. How uh, are you guys feeling about Mr. Cook? Yeah, Tim, uh, Dalvin Cook's one of my favorite mid to late round first round picks as well. I think after Taylor, CMC, Cup, Jefferson, and Chase, those are my top five. I'm taking Dalvin Cook over Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. I think Dalvin Cook is the uh, is the pick there, in my opinion. And look, he had to deal with injuries last season, like you said, which limited it to 12 games. But in those 12 games, he was his classic workhorse self. The only difference was um, scoring touchdowns. He didn't find the end zone as much. He only scored six touchdowns last season compared to 17 and 13, respectively, the two years prior. Um, look, he was 11th in points per game last year, despite the fact that he only scored six touchdowns in 12 games. Like Crazy. He was still an RB1, um, despite the the drop-off in efficiency finding the end zone. Um, he was still top 10 in red zone opportunities, too, despite say, only scoring six times. He only scored – he had 15 touches in within the five and only scored three times. That's not going to happen again. Yeah. And he was fourth in the league with 10 big plays um, in the limited time that he had last season. And like you said, the offense coming back is basically entirely the same personnel, except now it's Kevin O'Connell um, at the helm. And the only negative I could find with Dalvin Cook is that his target share dropped down to 24th at 8.1%, which uh, was surprising after back-to-back -to -back top 10 target share seasons. But I think that's going to be more of an anomaly. I expect Dalvin Cook to be involved in the passing game once more this season. Um, so I'm, I'm picking Dalvin cook easily at ADP and then, and like Alexander Madison, the fact last season when Dalvin cook was out, Alexander Madison ended as RB seven, six, 23, eight and 13. And Alexander Madison is not Dalvin cook. And he's still a locked and loaded RB one with Dalvin cook is out. I think that just is more of a reason to draft Dalvin cook, because even if he does drop off or something of that sort, he's still better than Alexander Madison. And Alexander Madison is an easy RB one in that offense. So just, Draft Alvin Cook, put him in your lineup as an easy top five running back one, and that's that. Sometimes you get the the the, the good stats, like he had this many this many you know yards after the conda, and then you get the hey if Alex, if Alexander Madison is good, Dalvin Cook's better. Draft Dalvin Cook. It's and true. both Yo, make sense though. I've but always you know, it, you I've, know, I've always goes. said that fantasy football is like fifty percent common sense, and people just try to galaxy brain things too often. Sometimes you just got to use common sense. And that's common sense. Dalvin Cook's better than Alexander Madison. There you go. Bars. <laughs> um, speaking of common sense, I think it's uh, it was common sense to everyone that Irv Smith was getting ready to break out uh, last year until he got hurt. Now he comes back. Uh, Irv Smith in the driver's seat to without Tyler Conklin, too, who, uh, uh, who I already forgot his name, the head coach last year, uh, Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer was like, Irv Smith? Tyler Conklin, all right? Irv Smith, get that guy out of here. I don't know if you guys remember that in the, in the offseason. But Irv Smith now gets his chance. He was never a great prospect. Um, 
Never had what, great. What do you mean he was never a great prospect? Like he got drafted in the third. I guess you know tight end. For a tight end, yeah. it's good for a tight end, bro. Yeah. I said great. Did I not say great? I I, I would okay. consider him a great tight end prospect, probably. Really? It's close. Consider a great tight end. Very prospect? good. Very good to great. Very good to great is not great. All Get right. Out Get out of here. I'll give you very good. You want to settle it very good? Fine. He was a very good tight end prospect. Got hurt. Coming back now. Um, his. His measurables don't pop off the, the page, except the fact that he's very big. But you need a big you need a big target, and we've seen tight ends excel in this offense, just like we've seen everyone excel in this offense. Jordan Reed. This is Jordan Reed did not. Oh yes, well technically in this Kevin O'Connell. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, I'm even talking about the Vikings in general. All right, so you have a history of of tight end success on the coaching side and on the team side. So tight end success probably coming. Irv Smith is, I know, one of our writers. Um, Luke over across the pond in England, he he loves him some Irv Smith this year. How are you guys feeling about Irv Smith? Honestly, I'm very excited about Irv Smith because uh, we can't look at his last year's stats because he didn't play. He had a knee injury in, I think, a preseason game, which was <laughs> awful. However, let's just say it was not an ACL injury. It was a meniscus injury, which is still not good, but it's a little bit more recoverable, I think, right? Did not bring the medical journals this time, uh, <laughs> as I did in the other episode, but well, just trust me on this, right? <laughs> uh, so we look at the 2020 stats, and he was, like, the efficiency metrics were out of the uh, out of this world. Like, he was eighth in true target value, or eighth in yards per reception, um, sixth in PPOXCD, which is a Broto exclusive points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. I guess not Broto exclusive, but uh, Broto coined stat. He was sixth in this very good efficiency stat, points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. The only thing he didn't have was the volume because he was not the number one tight end in that offense. Now that changes this year. He still has the same supporting cast, has the same quarterback, a little bit of a different system, but now he has the tight end one opportunity. And that's something I'm very interested in. And when you look at where he's being drafted at tight end 16, it's kind of stupid. Uh, he should be at least a tight end one. And we don't we know that doesn't mean much for for uh, tight ends. Tight end one is pretty mediocre as a as a bucket in general. However, I do think Irv could be much much higher than that. I, I he's being undervalued at this point. People forget he was being hyped up last year. He got injured, and people really forget. All right, that is our preview of. The Vikings, let's get into these bold predictions, though. I'll start with the bold prediction today. My bold prediction is that KJ Osborne outscores Adam Thielen. I think, you know what? Wow. This is going to be my third straight year predicting the end of Adam Thielen and nothing against Adam. I like you, man. You, uh, I love your story. Minnesota born, went to college in Minnesota, undrafted free agent for the Minnesota Vikings, and now is where he is. Fantastic story. But... I've been expecting him to fall off now for the last three years, and he hasn't, so I'm going to keep on this. I'm just going to keep guessing it until I get it right one of these times. So K.J. Osborne outscores Adam Thielen. Uh, Cass, what's your bold prediction? I'm going to keep pounding the Irv train, saying uh, top, let's, let's be bold, top seven tight end Ooh, this season. So I like it. half his ADP currently. And Michael, bold prediction. I'll say Jefferson and Cook both end as the number one overall players at their positions. Ooh, wow. Oh, my, that, that's bold. I like that. My original, um, my original bold prediction was Dalvin Cook at RB1, but I couldn't do that. I couldn't say that because I'm saving that bold prediction 
for the next heat wave that you're going to see Ooh. tomorrow. Wow. I'm not going to tell you which team we're going to be talking about, but I will tell you that there's going to be some spicy RB1 talk on that episode. Come join us tomorrow uh, to continue in the NFC North. A little hint. Uh, until then, you could find us on Twitter. You can find me at BrotoFF Tim. You can find Michael at BrotoFF Mike. And you can find Cass at BrotoFF Casanova. You could also find Jason at BrotoFFJ and Matt, who's usually on the on the uh, podcast, but definitely it has like a nice, nice time with his lady. It's on vacation, enjoying himself. He deserves it. One of the most hardworking people I've ever met, uh, Mr. Matt Ward. Follow him at PsychWardFF. Uh, with that being said, we will see you tomorrow. The Heat Wave, 32 teams in 32 days. Peace.